Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast, and we are back on the air today, and we are going to finish our conversation about living from the righteousness of Christ, recognizing that we are His righteousness and what it means to seek first His righteousness from that perspective and how it affects the way that we love others well, the way that we live, the way that we pray. And so without further ado, here is the rest of our message on living from righteousness. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 5, 21. 1 Corinthians 5, 21. And listen to what it says. And this is from the Passion Translation. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us. So he, he made Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin for us. He didn't just die for sin. He became sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness, get it? We don't know righteousness apart from Christ. We can't be good enough on our own. We can't be right with God without him. We who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. In some translations, that says that we are the righteousness of Christ. All right? So if we are right now the righteousness of Christ, not just positionally, but practically, if indeed Christ is in us, then the Holy Spirit of God indwelling us, then all the righteousness of Christ dwells in us as well. To be in Christ is to be righteous. What would happen if we lived like we are right now already righteous in Christ? These are not rhetorical questions, friends. There is such a passion in this moment from God for the body of Christ to stand up in righteousness, to stop fearing and worrying. But trust Him completely. Trust His righteousness at work in our lives. Yes, the human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, but the heart of God can be trusted beyond measure. So if I live from his heart and not my own, what's going to happen? Come on, these are good. These are good. Let's go to John 16 and verse 8. And when he has come, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin, comma, and of righteousness, comma, and of judgment. Come on, this is good. So get this, the Holy Spirit's job is to convict the world of sin. And there's a comma there. And of righteousness, comma, and of judgment. So what if this is a progression? So he's going to convict the world of sin, meaning that lost and dying world out there is going to be convicted of their sins and come to Christ. And then... As we're in Christ, he's going to convict us of his righteousness to call us up to a higher standard. Not focus on what we've done wrong in the past or what we may have done wrong five minutes ago, but to say, that's not who you are. That sin that you just committed, that's not who you are. You're not acting out of who you are because you are righteousness. So here's the standard. The life Jesus lived. If we do not know what the gospels say about the life Jesus lived, what the book of Acts says about his interaction with believers after he ascended to heaven, then we don't know Jesus. Because he was the full manifestation of God upon the earth. Everything about him was perfect and it was righteous. And if we live like him, we live in righteousness. 
We in, in, in ourselves are wholly complete in him. This journey in life should be about moving toward that completion. And it's not for a far off someday in heaven kind of thing. It's for right now. It's God's promise to us. Comma, and of judgment. Get this. See, we can read that as he's going to convict us of the judgment that's coming. And it could be. It could be a compelling conviction of judgment. But what if it's a conviction toward our hearts that judge other people? Hmm. Come on. It's a conviction of our heart which judge other people. See, here's, here's where I come into a problem with prophecy that calls down judgment on others. It lacks love. Jesus himself said he did not come to judge the world. He came to save it. So why aren't our prayers for salvation, for rescue, for mercy? Rather than calling down judgment on the people we disagree with. The body of Christ itself is the worst. I have seen pastors who are wholeheartedly devoting their life to pursuing the righteousness of Christ and teaching it to the people within their sphere of influence weep on the stage because they're being persecuted by other Christians. Persecuted. Not loved. Not called to repentance by tender kindness and love, but a flat out stand on a platform in the middle of the city and call them out. That's what we do when we get on social media and we lambast specific people by name who we know to be believers. You have no right to judge their heart. I have no right to judge their heart. I can only pray to see the fruit of righteousness in their life. And ask God to show me where it is. Pray for their salvation. Pray for truth to set them free. But I have no right to judge. We gave up our right when we took Christ as our Lord. If we are not judged ourselves, why would we judge other people? See, we were never meant to live from this knowledge of good and evil that we partook of from that tree in the garden. And maybe you didn't do it personally but you're tied to Adam and Eve and they both did. And it comes to you through your bloodline. What's next? Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but is the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to ask you something. What's stealing your righteousness, your peace, and your joy? What is it in your heart? that's going on that steals those things from you to where you can't enjoy, where you move into judgment, where you begin to, to partner with the negative. See, if we choose to live from the power of the Holy Spirit that lives bodily within us and see ourselves as righteous in Christ, how would our interactions with the world look different? How would our belief about ourselves change? Because this is the truth of what Scripture says about us. You see, the only thing that qualifies one as righteous is being in Jesus. 
So what is it that makes us want to do this thing that it talks about in Romans 14, 17 at the very beginning where it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink. So what can we deduce that's happening in Rome? They're, com- they're fighting about whether or not they should eat certain foods or drink certain drinks. They're making rules about it, saying you can't be a Christian if you do this. Kind of reminds me of, huh, don't drink, don't smoke, don't chew bubble gum, don't dance. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying. See, God doesn't want us to do anything to excess. But he wants us to live in the balance of his righteousness, his peace, his joy. Balance. He calls us to live a balanced life full of self-discipline and self-control that comes from not my own will to stop myself or start again, but from the Holy Spirit's power that will also produce in me love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And what does it say? Against such things there is no law. That's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So if the only thing that qualifies us as being righteous is being in Jesus, it is and will always be his righteousness. If we focus on his righteousness, his truth, his answers to what we see in our world today, the people around us will be easier to love easier to live toward from that place of peace and joy that comes as an expression of his love. And his love is who he is. So tomorrow I'm going to go over to 1 John and we're going to talk a little more about what it looks like to live from this place of righteousness. Thank you so much for taking have for you today. Um, I would love for you to uh, connect with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Blooming Inspired. We have a Twitter account, um, twitter.com forward slash Bloom Inspire Net. Instagram is at Blooming Inspired. We would love to connect with you there. We would love to see uh, what it is that you're... What it, we would love to connect with you there. We would love to impart to you what it is that God's doing in our lives and, and see what it is we could do and lend ourselves to in your life as well. So that's all the time we have. Uh, I want to remind you we have Bible study on Saturdays at 10 o'clock a.m. right here in Granbury, Texas. We have about 30 minutes of live in-person face-to-face fellowship before we start our live Facebook feed at 1030 every, mor- every weekend morning. Um, on Saturday. And then we have also got our Passion to Purpose retreat April 4th through the 6th coming up. So we would love for you to sign up for that and be a part of that with us. Um, And, you know, it's going to be two nights and almost two full days of just digging into how do we discover our passion? How do we discover our purpose? There are going to be some creative exercises that we're going to do to dig deeper into what is it God's planted in our heart and placed in our heart for this season. And so I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, sign up. I need you to sign up prior to March the 1st, if possible. If you do, you can break your payment up into three payments of $75 or two payments of $112.50. So what would be due when you sign up is $75 and then $112.50 or $112.50. And then if you do $75, you have to make two payments between now and the end of March uh, of $75. Or you can... uh, 
sign up with $112.50 and just make that extra $112.50 payment by the end of March. So April 4th through the 6th, again, it's going to be a great event. There are lots of good things in store. We're going to be talking about passion to purpose. How do we discover what we're passionate about and move from that passion into our purpose? And so you're going to walk away from with some next steps and some action items that are really going to equip you to walk in your purpose. And so please join us for that. Um, we do do this podcast every day. We, I try to get it out by 11 a.m. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, so join us for this podcast each day, Monday through Friday uh, at 11 a.m. Central Time. And you can subscribe to this podcast. If you subscribe, we'll send it out to you by email um, daily. And so that that's a really fun thing for us to do as well. So that's all the time we have. And I want to remind you, as I always do, that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive.